Becca Campbell, your pediatric sleep consultant, and this is the Little Z Sleep Podcast, where I am committed to resolving your child's exhausting sleep habits. This is episode 98, and I'm going to get into what is controlled crying, which is also going to lead into discussions on the different types of sleep training methods. Before we get into today's episode, I am so happy and honored to share that this entire month of March, Halo is sponsoring the Little Z Sleep Podcast. Halo Sleep provides safe sleep products for baby, which brings peaceful rest for you. And we specifically want to focus on their bassinest. Y'all, they have recently come up with some amazing new features. My favorite of which is the bed portion of the bassinest is removable. This means that baby has a safe place to nap around the house. You've got to check out all of the incredible updates they have brought to their Halo Bassinest. I absolutely love it. You can grab your Halo Bassinest at Bye Bye Baby, Amazon, Target, or of course, halosleep.com. And for special offer today, Little Z's listeners can save 10% on any purchase of $200 or greater by using code LITTLEZ10, that's the number, LITTLEZ10, on halosleep.com. Thanks so much, Halo, for sponsoring this podcast. We love you guys. I get really, really annoyed, upset, and frustrated when I hear about pediatricians who I love and I connect with, not the ones that I connect with say this, but I have heard of pediatricians who I don't support this idea, who talk about at eight weeks old, they should be crying it out or beginning to sleep train. So in this podcast, guys, I'm going to be talking through the different sleep training methods and specifically what is controlled crying. It sounds terrible, but I actually teach this in many of my sleep training programs because crying is a part of sleep training. Now we're going to get a little bit deeper. Don't worry. I'm, I'm going to get there with you, but I want to preface this whole episode that this is not for newborns. Sleep training is not for newborns. If you ever hear someone tell you to just cry it out for your newborn, that is not the right way to do it. I hate to say like that is wrong because I really don't want to be that blatant, but y'all know I, I do like polarizing things. So yeah, I do believe that crying out is absolutely wrong for any newborn. If you have done that, this is not a moment for you to feel like you're a terrible mom or that you are failing. You're not. You're exhausted. And so it's easy to choose things. I mean, you guys know my story. I had a three and a half to four month old who was a miserable sleeper. You better believe there was many times I was so frustrated, annoyed, and at wit's end that she did cry and cry and cry and cry. And I thought I could just cry it out and it would be fine. But it wasn't because that wasn't the right fit for her. So I've been there. But if you do have a little one four months and up, it is time to sleep train. So in my newborn course, it's a no cry. Like we're not doing that for your, for your newborn. There's no crying. At four months and up, yes, there is going to be protests. There are going to be tears because we're making change. We're redoing habits. Even my five-year-olds, they're going to protest. They're not going to welcome with open arms new change. They probably had five years of habits that were undoing. So at any age that you teach somebody how to make a new habit, there are probably going to be some tears involved. But at the baseline of everything, I am so committed and I'm so passionate about not having night after night after night after night after night of crying. In fact, we had a Q&A with our sleep society a couple weeks ago and a mom said that they were on night four and there were one and a half hour crying sessions every single night, sometimes multiple times a night. 
And I waved a red flag and I said, whoa, 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 that is not normal. Okay, yes, you can expect lots of tears on the first two nights as you work through your strategies, but you should never be on night four, five, six, seven, and you're having this much protest. That's not right. And I urged her to get an appointment set up with me so we could get some support going, which we did because her 10 month old did not need to be experiencing that, nor did she need to be experiencing that. And so this is the thing. When you are sleep training, I definitely believe there is no black and white solution. I also believe that there is no air quotes here, custom sleep plan. Now I have to confess to you guys, I, I, I hung that banner up on my website. I hung that with pride that I was making custom sleep plans for your child. But you know what? People like that word custom. There is, and there was, nothing custom except for the child's name on the sleep plan and a different schedule. Yeah, because guess what? There's not infinity ways to sleep train. It's not like I, it's not like I or any sleep consultant goes through a huge, vast, long list of, well, let's sort through all the hundreds and thousands of ways, which one will fit your baby? No. There's actually only a small handful of ways to sleep train your baby and sleep consultants are trained in one of those methods or maybe a few of those methods like I am. Now, every child is unique. Yes. But the thing is, the ultimate way that you need to sleep train is how you are most comfortable. So you may not resonate with my sleep philosophy and I'm okay with that because you're making your parenting choice. And by the way, you don't need my stamp of approval. This is not what this is about. Today, I want to talk about the different sleep training methods. And the biggest question that I receive is, are you going to make my child cry it out? And the answer to that is no, because we're not going to close the door and say, see, in 12 hours. I don't do that for any of my plans. But is crying involved? Yes, it is. And I can absolutely reference you to other podcast episodes. Podcast number 50 is how much crying is involved in sleep training. But on today's episode, I want to dig into, and I'm actually going to tell you what methods I use because there's no secrets in sleep, you guys. Like, I, I never want to make you feel like I'm hiding behind this facade of like, ooh, this is mysterious sleepy coaching. What are these things? Like, no, we need to talk about what methods we use so that you don't get it under false pretenses and think that this is something that, you know, you should have known about before. Now, my audience knows that there are, there's crying involved. I'm not a, let's go through the line here. I'm not a no cry sleep solution and I'm not a cried out sleep solution. So if you want to think about this on a long skinny line, you've got, um, on one end, you have the no cry sleep solution. And on the other end, you have cry it out. Cry it out is also the extinction method where you say, good night, you put the baby down, you walk out the room, you close the door, and you see in 12 hours. Doesn't matter what happens, I'll see in 12 hours. So that's the cry it out. The, the no cry sleep solutions, these are where you'll see people termed um, perhaps like holistic health coach. I'm not, I'm sorry, not holistic health coach, holistic sleep coach or gentle sleep coach, things like that. The no cry sleep solutions involves um, a lot of time. So it definitely, um, you know, if and when it works, it takes a long time, as in not like three weeks, I'm talking months. Um, the, the references that I have been looking at take anywhere from four to nine months to see the results and to see what's happening. So if you are absolutely dead set against like you don't want any tears at all, just know it's going to take a long time. So that's the no cry sleep solution. All right. And then, of course, remember, on the other end, you have extinction method. Now, between those two camps, you have just a few different variables. Now, coming up the line, if you want to 
invert our line here and you want to say it's going up and down at the bottom, we can say that's the extinction method. And then a step up from that would be the Ferber method. And Ferber gets a bad rap because people think that that is the cried out method. It's not, okay? But of course, there are absolutely people who say any tears means cried out. No, that's not the case. That's not dictionary true. So the Ferber method does use what's called controlled crying. So what is controlled crying? And like I said, I use that too, but I don't use the Ferber method, which I'll explain. So controlled crying is essentially what it sounds like. Your child is going to cry, but you will do a series of checks so that you can go in, control the situation, give them some encouragement. Um, A lot of different practices will use different times, different techniques during that. What you'll do varies from age and expectations, uh, but you do use checks. So controlled crying is going to include checking in on the child, and that's what Ferber uses. Now, Ferber will increase those increments. So you may start with five minutes and then 10 minutes and 15 minutes and 20 minutes, 40 minutes, 60 minutes, 90 minutes, and so on. So you'll increase the time between those checks. All right. So that's the Ferber method. That is not cry it out. That is not extinction method. Close the door and see you later. So I feel bad for the guy. Like he gets a bad rap, but that's not his method. Um, Then you go up from that and you have what's called the chair method or the camp out method. All right. This is exactly what it sounds like, right? You have a method where you are sitting beside the child to encourage them to fall asleep. And then you are getting out of their room from a series of days or sometimes weeks, depending on the method again, where you are exiting their room. All right. Then you go a step up from that. And it's a method that um, it's a little elusive. It, It doesn't quite make sense. But, you know, to each their own. It's the wake and sleep method. So it's a way that you are Really, it's, it's more like almost right next to the whole gentle sleep, no cry. Um, there will be some protesting, but you're going to have way less tears um, than if you were to do perhaps the camp out or the Ferber method. So this wake and sleep one, like I said, sounds kind of elusive. Um, the basic premises from what I'm understanding in my research is that you essentially um, help the child fall asleep and then you gently wake them up, kind of like poke them and help them arouse out of a sleep to fall back asleep on their own. And then you repeat that cycle until they do go to sleep and then you repeat it all night long and then you kind of um, get a little bit less supportive as the time goes on. That's the wake and sleep method, Um, which actually is something that I use, but there's a lot of different like asterisks here. So actually only use that for certain things like perhaps short naps or um, chronic early morning wakings and things. So if you're in the sleep society, you're like, wait a minute, Becca, you have a whole video on the wake to sleep strategy. I'm like, yes, I do. But it is not a sleep training strategy that I use. So Hope that makes sense. And then at the top, like I said, you have the whole um, no cry sleep solution, which goes into I don't even I don't even get into those methods because if you can tell from this podcast, I don't believe in them. <laughs> I don't really know who has four to nine months um, to sleep train. I think that's a lot of time and a lot of commitment. And I work with exhausted parents who want to see results. And I work with exhausted parents who know that there are going to be some tears in sleep training, but they need to be very, very, very much controlled within the way that we see sleep training happen. It can't go on for nights and days and nights and days. We have to see an end to this. And so when we look at controlled crying and checks, yes, that is what I teach. That is what I teach for certain ages of my program. So let's kind of go through this. I talked about the Ferber method and my method are very similar. Yes, I do checks. That's exactly what I do for certain age groups. All right. So in our baby program, you are going to find me talking about doing leave and check strategy. But you're also going to find within the baby sleepy program, there are a certain age, um, the four to five month olds that we're going to be using the chair method because that's what most benefits them. 
And then you'll find in my toddler program, oh, there's the chair method again, because toddlers need support. And then in the preschool program, oh, there's the chair method again. So I do weave, and you'll also find leave and check methods um, sprinkled throughout, um, because if there's, again, one thing about sleep, it's not black and white. So I'll go through a method, and then I'll say in your daily voice memos, I'll say, hey, guess what? If this is happening, you need to do this. You need to probably switch to this method, or you need to go to this method. So I was trained in both the stay in the room and the leave and check method. Those, that's what I teach. That's what I believe. And I absolutely want you guys to be clear on that. You know, I'm not going to be hiding behind what I teach because it's one or the other. The thing is, though, you can't just pick which one you want to do. You really do have to have a means and a purpose behind this. So I've done this thousands of times. Y'all, I know exactly what's going to happen. I hear all the time from you all in our Baby Sleepy Coaching program that it's almost eerie and bizarre how much I know about your journey. In the four to five month program, I told you that we use the chair method and we use that for bedtime and for nighttime because a lot of the cases are little ones coming into the program and they're in swaddles and we're taking the swaddle away on night one. So you can't, and in my sleep philosophy, you can't just take a baby out of a swaddle and drop them in a crib and say, good night, see you later, or see you in, you know, 15, 20, 10 minutes or whatever. No, you got to have a way to support them. And there's a lot of, of pretty deep strategy in here because they need your help, but they also need to know that they are able to fall asleep independently. And so even within that four to five month program, I'm going to walk you through like, hey, are you experiencing this? Then this is probably what you need to do now. Um, a mom a couple weeks ago on the podcast, do you remember that? Is it too late to sleep train? She explained the preschool daily emails as a choose your own adventure. <laughs> Which is so funny because like, no, you, you can't choose your own adventure, guys. This is like, basically, you need to follow my instructions and don't cherry pick. Um, but what she really meant by that is inside of those daily voice memos, which separates my program from a lot of other online courses, you're going to get my video teaching. I'm going to walk you through each method. I'm going to walk you through what method you're going to use for your child's age. Because again, there's not infinity ways. I believe there are certain methods you should use for a certain age group. So that's the difference here. And then what we're going to be looking at is making sure that you are following that method. And then if we need to problem solve along the way, that's what those daily emails are for. So when you do begin, you watch or you listen to your consult, you download the plan. Those, has, those have to be done in the same way, by the way. You can't just download the plan and not watch the video. That is extremely important. So you need to have both those together. And then you're going to hit a big button that says, I'm starting tonight. And when you're ready, you're going to hit that button. And then what you're going to do is every single day, again, this is a huge difference between my program and other programs. You are going to get a daily voice memo from me. It's pre-recorded. And I'm going to tell you, yay, night one is done. And we're going to talk about probably what happened or what didn't happen or what you should look out for. And we're going to get into every single day for two or three weeks, again, depending on the age and the program, I'm going to guide you through exactly what you need to do and what you need to watch out for. So this makes it feel a little bit more personalized, even though you didn't choose personal coaching, which is always an option. But definitely what I get excited about I don't believe that sleep is a luxury. And so this is totally why we put out these online sleep training programs is to help you make real change, to give you that direction you need, and to be very clear. If you have ever Googled sleep training methods, it can seem so confusing. I don't believe that we should be confused about sleep training. And so yes, coming back to this full circle title of this podcast, what is controlled crying? Controlled crying is the leave and check method. 
So there really is a way that you can sleep train your child using a leave and check method or the chair method or really any method that you want to identify with. There are not infinity ways to sleep train. There are only a few select methods. I hope that sheds some light. I hope that it gives you some education as to what's going on. Now, we, of course, cannot have a podcast on crying without talking about what crying does, okay? Because a lot of families that I talk to will always talk to me about, well, crying raises their cortisol levels and crying stresses the baby out and crying will damage my child and crying will make my child feel like they don't trust me anymore. And of course, with that tone of voice, I have to call BS on all of that. Now, unfortunately, um, crying does get a bad rap in certain, especially like gentle or holistic or attachment parenting groups because, you know, heaven forbid your child cry. My take on this is that, yes, your child, as they grow and change, they are going to get upset. But we have to go back. Remember I told you at the very beginning, we have to go back to the options, the fork in the road here. Are you going to continue on doing what you're doing? Like what happened last night? Did your little one wake up two, three, four, five times? How much crying happened? Now multiply that by however old your baby is or whenever this problem arised, aroused, arose. Think about how long it's been going on, how much crying has been taking place versus the other path to choose, sleep training, which yes, your child will protest. You're a little bit more hyper in tune to it because you are trying a new program. You are committed to a new program, a new plan, and you can feel like you want instant success, which is not a real thing. But when you do go through a sleep training program, even if you don't do mine, here's what I have to tell you. You need to see results within three days. If you're not and your child is screaming the house down all night long, several times a night after three days, you're not doing that program correctly or it's not the right fit for you. I firmly believe that. So crying in the show notes, I've got a bunch of articles linked. My favorite one talks about crying. Yes, it's going to happen to your child. No, it's not going to harm them for life. But the benefits of sleep training far outweigh any type of negative side effects. So first of all, are there negative side effects to sleep training? Perhaps. I suppose if you're not doing it correctly and your child is crying it out night after night after night after night after night and you're not doing anything about it or you finally give in and you're hitting the restart button, well, then you've kind of got stress going on. That's a negative side effect. But this article by the American Academy of Pediatrics, I love referencing it because it shows you that when you do sleep train your child, the cognitive benefits, the health benefits, and then we can think about our emotional benefits. We all know when you sleep better, you feel better. And I'm committed to that. So thank you guys for hanging out with me today, talking about controlled crying, sleep training methods. Maybe you feel some more clarity on what is the right method for you or what's the right choice for you. I would love to know. Guys, this is National Sleep Awareness Month, and we have made it so easy. If you've listened to this podcast, you're like, yes, I am ready to jump in. Then we have an offer for you. This entire month, you can use the code MARCH at checkout on any of our newborn, baby, toddler, preschooler programs and save $10 to get started on sleep. If you have questions about any of this, head to your email and send us a message. Support at littlezsleep.com is the fastest way that you and I can connect about what's going on. I want to hear your thoughts on this podcast as well. If you are like, 
just clapping along or fist pumping or like wanting to give me a high five. I want to know what was your light bulb moment. Would you send us either an email or an Instagram message at little Z sleep, tag me on Instagram, tell us what you thought of this podcast, share it with your friends on Apple podcasts. It's that little box with the arrow pointing upwards, share this podcast. I'm so passionate. Y'all know me. I'm so passionate about getting good rest and what it means for your whole family to be happy, healthy, and well rested. Thanks so much for being here today with me, guys. Sweet dreams. See you next time.